I think there's a point that I pushed past that a lot of people get stuck on. And that's that I could still tell that my writing sucked. And I didn't stop. And I kept going until it didn't suck quite as much anymore. My name is Taylor Stevens. This is the Taylor Stevens podcast show in which order those words go, I'm not exactly sure. I am the New York Times and award-winning author, New York Times bestselling and award-winning author of the Vanessa Michael Monroe series. I clearly need more coffee today or less, I'm not sure which. And I'm here today with my good friend, Steve Campbell. And today we are going to talk about all kinds of fun stuff and I'm gonna let Steve lead the way. All right, so this show, I get to kind of pick the topic. And the topic that I have selected for this show, and it's something that's always interested me. It it interests me about all writers, but it interests me more with you because of the way you came to writing with the sixth grade education, uh, not taking writing courses, essentially teaching yourself how to write and teaching yourself to write well enough that you're an award-winning, best-selling author. So I'm going to ask you some questions about that, and you're just going to have to bear all. Did you just, <laughs> was that a we? <laughs> <laughs> so you're excited about this episode. It's fun. It sounds fun. As a little setup, this is this is the way I understand it, and then you can you can correct me. As I understand it, you left the cult, went to Texas, decided at some point that you wanted to write, and began writing. You didn't take a course. You didn't take a class, you didn't go ask for expert advice, you just started. And you started with the goal of writing something that could be sold so that you could make money, and somehow or other you did it. So, step one, first off, do I have that essentially right? Mostly. Okay. (laughs) Um, The part that's not right is that when I decided to write a book, I didn't go into it thinking that it would be like an income or a career. I didn't know. I just, at first it was like, I'm just going to write to write it because when I was growing up, I, I tried writing fiction when I was like 14 and thereabouts. And it was, I didn't realize it was such a big no-no, but it turned out it was a big no-no. And uh, I ended up in so much trouble and my stuff all got taken away from me and burned. And it was just a really not pleasant situation. So Fast forward all these years, when I made the decision to write, it was more like, you know, two middle fingers in the air. I'm going to do this just (laughs) to do this. And whatever may come of it comes of it. But at least I can say I did it. Okay. So with with that correction in place now, when you started to do it, what did you do? Did you just start writing or did you, what did you do? Okay. So first, you kind of have to understand the frame of mind that I was in up until that point. Uh, I think we'd been in the United States maybe a year or so, maybe even a year and a half. And all that time had been a super big struggle. We were living on very, very little money, and I was constantly finding new ways to creatively bring income into the home while being a stay-at-home mom. And having come into the world without a huge knowledge base, I was a voracious reader and I taught myself so much about 
you know, real estate and marketing. And I taught myself how to do uh, statistics, um, read book back and forth twice, just a textbook, just to, to get it. And I reverse engineered the mathematical formulas because, you know, they assume that you already understand algebra. And so they're using these rather simple equations using symbols. I had no idea what they meant. So I had to work from their answers backwards to figure out what the symbols meant so I could learn how to do the math, which I promptly forgot when I was finished. Um, but so that's the frame of mind that I was coming from with everything is I can teach myself. I've taught myself everything that I know to get to this point so far, including, you know, going through the process of buying a car and getting insurance and just things that usually someone has a parent to guide them through or mm -hmm. some adults. So when it came time to, to write, it never dawned on me that I couldn't figure it out. I'd figured everything else out up until that point. So I did some quick looking around and I, I learned that Barnes and Noble at that time had what they called BNN university, which was a uh, non-accredited courses. And they had one in creative writing. So I thought, well, if I'm going to learn, if I'm going to write a book, then, you know, I should, I should take this course. It's free. And, you know, I got my login set up and then, you know, you had to buy the books. There was, they were going to use a book called the Gotham Writers Workshop as their guidebook. And they were going to use the Great Gatsby as their, I guess, reference of what was good or what was not. And so I got the books and I logged in and I saw the first assignment and I was like, oh no. Absolutely not. Because I realized that I was going to be writing things I didn't want to write to please people I didn't care about. And I didn't have time for that. I had already lost 30 years of my life. I wasn't going to spend another however many months doing this through somebody else's, you know, I was like, if they're teaching another book anyway, I'll just read the book. So I, you know, closed my account and that was that. I never did it. So I had this book, The Gotham Writers Workshop which I read cover to cover, and I didn't really get it. But I was like, well, I'm just going to write. And, I'm, you know, I, I wrote what I understood fiction to be, which was exciting books because I had been reading Robert them. And as I wrote, uh, and I didn't have a plot, and I didn't have characters, and I just had this place that I wanted to write about, I, uh, I kept reading. I'd go back and I'd read that book again and, and try and understand what they were talking about with theme and voice and all these really, you know, intellectual concepts that I just didn't get. And, and I just kept writing and, and I kept writing and I would go read another book about, you know, how to edit your own fiction and how to tell an exciting story. And I think by the time I finished the first book, I'd maybe read five or six how to write books. And some of them were more helpful than others. I think the Gotham Writers Workshop was probably the definitive Bible when it came to um, creating a story. And I, I, I learned that there was a difference between story and writing. And um, I just kept pounding my head against it. And it was, it was tough because I didn't understand these concepts that were, they were talking about. It took me years to finally grasp that voice, when they talk about the author's voice, just means how you tell your story, mm -hmm. your style of how you tell it. Um, and, and I still struggle with things like theme and, and such. So teaching myself to write was a, a very, um, it was a long-term process that I, I learned through the process of doing. And I think where maybe I was a, I think there's a point that I pushed past that a lot of people get stuck on, 
And that's that I could still tell that my writing sucked. And I didn't stop. And I kept going until it didn't suck quite as much anymore. And then I still kept going beyond that. And so it's not like you can say, oh, I, I figured this out right away. It was, I, I learned through writing The Informationist. All right, let me, let me ask some specific questions. Okay. Uh, you're writing away, and you, you've got these books that as you're writing, you're reading these how-to books, these four or five how-to books. Um, how often did you find yourself in a quandary where you would either A, go back to the how-to books, or B, go back to a Robert Ludlum book and see, how did he do it? It never happened. Never? Okay. I mean, I had lots of quandaries. And, like, I didn't go back to the books to see how's it done, but every time I read a book, I kind of, I was like, oh, I would understand the concept a little bit better. And the concepts that I was learning in these books, knowing what I know now, they weren't really so much about writing. They were about story, about making sure that characters were consistent, about making sure that motivations made sense, about making sure that you're seeing things from someone's point of view. In fact, my agent, when she finished the first manuscript, she said, there's a mistake that without fail, I see in every manuscript that is submitted to me by a debut author, and I'm shocked that it didn't exist in yours. She says, without fail, new authors jump points of view in the middle of a paragraph mm. or in the middle of a mm-hmm. in the middle of a a chapter, and you didn't do that. And I didn't bother explaining to her why at the time, but the answer is no, I didn't do that because I got that concept from reading these books on how to write is consistent points of view. Don't don't give your readers whiplash. So that's an example of one of them. Okay, so I, I just find this fascinating that you just kind of, you just kept going and you didn't go back to touchstones to look, to look at things. I, that's, it, your, your way of learning is, is way different than mine, and it, it's probably way different than most people's, and it's probably because of the way that, that you learn everything. Like, like you said, you, you learn statistics by reading a statistics book with a minimal math background and, and having to sort of hack the formulas. Yeah, I can't do the math anymore, but I still get the concepts. And I think that's what writing is, really, is it's a lot of concepts. And once you learn the concept behind why you're doing what you're doing, then you might screw it up, but you can spot the error when you go back over it. Again, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I know exactly what I did wrong here. And I know what the solution to fixing it is, even if I don't know the specific solution for this particular situation, but I know what concept to apply to fix it. And how did these concepts evolve? Did they sort of evolve at all at once as a set of sort of things that you do? Or was it one at a time you'd learn one concept and you could apply that on a regular basis and then it, you'd be in the search of a, the next concept? Yeah, it was, it was over time. It was like, wait a minute, I've seen this before and and okay, there's this other part in my book where I'm having the same problem. And I, I, can, I can give an example of like something that's very consistent, um, book to book, scene to scene. If I'm ever having a tr- trouble where the scene feels flat and it's just kind of like not really working, I 100%, I can go back and I say, whose eyes am I in? What are they seeing? And what are they feeling? Because without a doubt, 
if this scene is not working, it's because that's not straight in my own head and I'm not communicating it properly onto the page through words. And it's something that I, I find really sort of unique about your books is how deeply we get embedded into the character's head. And it, I'll just go to In the Mask. In the first chapter, you know, we're hearing droplets of water. And they're, they're just there's all this sensory detail as we get deeper and deeper inside Monroe's head while she's waiting to be attacked by whoever those hooligans were that were after her at, at in day minus 63 or whatever it was. <laughs> Not to bring up a sore point. <laughs> um, well, see, and that's a concept that it took me five books to figure out how to actually put that into words of what exactly was going on there. And it's, it's too long, it's too difficult to explain in, in a very, very short podcast. But I think that for, for most writers who want to get their writer deep, writing deeper like that, once you grasp the concept of what's really going on, it's really easy to spot the problem and to fix it. Um, and and I do I do want to put together some coursework that teaches all these things that I've taught myself that that basically it it, it they're rules that you apply and and when you apply those rules you know it's not going to give you war and peace and this amazing great fiction but it's going to solve a lot of the writing problems that you're you're dealing with in just telling a story. Well, that would be nice if you would actually do that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> How long, how many years have people been asking you to do this? Um, besides you? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, people don't actually often come to me and say, can you teach me how to do what you do? What they'll do is they'll come and they'll say, I have this specific problem and I don't understand why yours works and mine doesn't. And then I can give them that advice. Well, I, I'll share an example. I was working on something, and I expressed some frustration to you uh, that I'm trying to do this, and I'm having all this trouble. I can't stop myself from doing this. And you said, oh, you can handle all that stuff. It's like three pages worth of stuff in two sentences. And then off the top of your head, you just scratch something out, you know, some text, and then insert this, and then more text, and then do this, and then more text, and it was done in like 60 seconds, and like, oh, and a light bulb went off in my head, and it's like, that's really cool. <laughs> but then you had to do the hard work. It's not like the work was done. Well, in then I had to go and find, the, I had to go and find the three paragraphs when I would talk about what the character was doing because I couldn't bring myself to stop thinking that whatever the character was doing was interesting and I couldn't deal with it in, in two or three sentences like you suggested. But when I did that, then it got a lot, a lot shorter, a lot more concise and more readable. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Well, that makes me happy. I was useful. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just amazed that you, you came up with that so quickly because uh, it, it was just it was just like something you'd just been working on or something, and it just came off the top of your head. I was super impressed by that. So yes, definitely you should be you should be teaching courses and and doing this stuff and helping the rest of us to get better. Well, thank you. I am um, I my hardest is transitions. I struggle with transitions of getting. Uh, I can write a scene atmospheric like nobody's business, but what do you do when that scene is over, and then 
you've got to move them to point A to point B. And it's just filler. How do you keep that moving? Because, I mean, I write thrillers, and thrillers have to move fast, and you don't have a lot of space to reminisce about, you know, and then they went and got a sandwich. It, that's my, my struggle, is the transitions and chapter openings. Once you set a chapter opening and, and you've got that transition down, then the rest of it comes a lot easier. And, and, and it, it goes back to that, whose head am I in? What are they thinking? What are they feeling? And you can get a lot of stuff in, in back, it put into the, into the back history. They had done X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, and now they were X, Y, Z. And, and you can just eliminate a lot of the wordiness. And wordiness is a big problem for me, in case anybody didn't notice. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to the topic at hand, teaching yourself to write. We've yeah. been talking specifically about the first book. Uh, did this process continue for you throughout the, the rest of the, of the series? In, in each book, were you continuing to learn, continuing to buy new books about writing and, and honing your craft in that way? Or were you no. practicing in other ways? No, it just was that through the act of doing at that point onward. Um, I think since since I've done this, I've um, maybe read one more book. Like it's every once in a while, um, a fellow reader writer will say, oh, I read this book. Oh, no, two, two books, I think. I read this book and it was amazing and it helped me so much. And so I'll go and read it. And now the books that I read aren't really so much about how to write or edit your fiction but more about, you know, how to, how to build a story. I feel like because I, I learned this, I, I taught myself along the way, and all I've ever written are thrillers, that there might be a little bit um, of gaps in, in what I do. And so I'm trying to strengthen, you know, my character descriptions. And that's kind of why I set up that challenge of, of doing something that wasn't a thriller. Uh, not that I have finished it or anything. But to, to, to stretch in that sense and say, can I actually write something that is more about the person and their, and their life than just about what are they going to escape? So what I do as a thriller, I think I do pretty well, all things considered, but I feel like there's areas where I could grow as well. All right. Well, that, that is great, Taylor. We're running out of time, so we need to get to the call to action. What's our call to action this week? How about if you have a book on writing or storytelling that has been beneficial to you and that you think other listeners need to hear about, that you tweet it to me. Tweet at me or post on my Facebook page, and we'll share it on a future show. And what's your Twitter address? Handle, Twitter whatever address. it's called. <laughs> my Twitter ID is at Taylor underscore Stevens with a V. All right. So that is it, and that is it for this week. We will be back again next Tuesday with another thrilling episode. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. I'm not totally sure I answered those questions uh, the way that you needed or that you were looking for. They, your answers surprised me a little bit. And so that's they're great answers. It's just that they surprised me because there are certain things that I do and because of the way you came to writing, I thought that you would have done some of these things as well, and you didn't. And, well, that, like what? and that surprised me. Well, like the whole thing, when I ask you if you had gone back to the uh, Robert Ludlum books, I find myself all the time, I'll, I'll 
get myself into a pickle, not know how to do something, and then I'll go to somebody's books that I really like, and I will see how they did it, and it makes perfect sense to me that that should help me, but it never has. And and, and so I guess I was hoping that you had done it and it had helped you. <laughs> <laughs> but that still wouldn't be helpful to you. Um, I... I actually avoid doing that. Um, every once in a while, I'll read a book and, and I'll just be like, wow, this person is amazing at what they did. But then I'll be feeling like, well, I can't do that. Not because it wouldn't work, but because I'm not them. And I have a different voice and my story is different. Um, if, if I see the way somebody transitioned, for example, because I, I struggle with transitions and I can actually see what they did, I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. I might find a way to turn around and use it for myself. But for the most part, I think that finding, finding the solutions to the problem, it has to click inside your own brain. And you can't just copy what someone else did because then that's like believing that everything follows a formula. And while some things can follow a formula, and many people might say some things do follow a formula, the writing process is really a creative one where it comes from inside you. And so understanding the concept itself is probably going to be way more helpful than trying to copy how somebody else did it. And I think that's exactly where I get myself into a pickle. I see how someone else did it, but it doesn't click in my own mind, so I can't use it. It, it, it doesn't, the reason, the why... It's just not there, so it doesn't work, and I don't get it. I just see how they did it, and it confuses me, and it's even worse. So then I just close the computer and say, "Ah, I'll I'll pick this up again tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, so I totally feel you on that, that sense of frustration of, like, just not getting it. It's one of the most horrible feelings in the whole wide world, and I go through it a lot because there's so much that I don't understand because there's so so many gaps in my education, and so... It, it feels sometimes like I'm viewing the world through, through a hazy, hazy gauze, and I'm just not seeing what everybody else can see. And what I have found, to me, the only way to, to get past that is to just do, 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 write, 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 and go back over and, and see your mistakes and see what's not working and just keep at it. And it can be really frustrating. But another way to look at it versus the frustrating is, like, I hear of so many authors who wrote three, four, five novels before they finally got published. And when people find out that the first thing I ever wrote got published and went on to New York Best Times, New York Times bestselling, it's just, it's beyond their comprehension. How? And for me, it's exactly the opposite. How could you throw away four books? Like, how could you not... Like I didn't have the time for it not to work. I can't, anything that I do, I have to find a way to make it work because otherwise it's wasted time and I've already lost so many years of my life. So when, when you run up against a wall and you feel like I'm just not getting this, the way you get it is to just keep beating your head about against it until it clicks. And then you're like, aha. And when it clicks, you might not even know it, and you might even um, just brush right past it and think it didn't click because it's so subtle. But then you see it again in another situation, and you see it again in another situation. When enough of those string together, you're like, oh, and then you begin to get it. 